0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks post-game show. On the Blackhawks Radio Network, here's
1: Joe Brand. Nothing like a little original six hockey to reignite this Blackhawks team and a five game skid and send a loud crowd here at the UC. Home happy. A 4 3 overtime winner against the Maple Leafs, and we're here to talk about it until 4 30. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post game show. We're going to bring in Troy Murray, but we're also going to bring in Nick Fellino, who's here with us after a big Hawks victory. And Nick, this probably was, I don't know, you tell me, was this the funnest game of the year? Because it seemed like it with you guys. Well, it's always fun when you win, right? <laughs> uh, just the way the
2: fashion we did it, and you could see the emotion in the game, um, the compete level from guys. And then they'll quit, right? Like they get up and, and we find a way to call back and heck of an effort by Dickey and a lot of those goals. And um, But just a, it just felt more like a team effort today,
1: which was really nice to see. Nick, we're going to head upstairs and bring in Troy Murray.
3: Nick, congratulations. That's a heck of a hockey game. A ton of emotion uh, here on a Friday afternoon. Loved everything in, involved in it. And I was giving you a lot of credit and your line mates for turning the game around, in my opinion, by playing it the right way on the second Dickinson goal. You chip the puck in once you got across the red line. Joey Anderson, first forward, he goes in four-check. You've got pressure on there. Defense for Toronto don't have an opportunity to turn and make a play. Everything kind of started from that. You scored that goal. The rotation of the lines just kind of kept getting pucks in deep. No turnovers at the blue line here in the second half of this game. And I, in my opinion, you know, gave your line all the credit in the world for changing everything around by doing that and setting the example for the rest of the guys for the rest
2: of the game. Make sure you tell Luke that, okay, after. <laughs>
3: I, I will. I'll, 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 t- yeah. I'll send him a message.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It was, uh, it's was it been a focus of ours, right? We, we've talked about how you're going to build winning habits in this club, and you have to lead by example all the nights. And, you know, I, I talked about it. It's not the, the sexiest thing in the world to dump a puck in, but – you, you realize the opportunities you get from that and, and how it just gets your game going. It's not even so much that you have to do it the whole game, but it's amazing how now the D thinks, all right, got to go back for pucks. I gotta, and now their gap is a little bit different. Maybe then, then you can crisscross at the blue line and, and make those plays. But, um, you know, we knew as a line we needed to be real reliable tonight and, and just try to show how we're going to have success. And tonight it worked, and it's great to see. And you could see the other lines feeding off that. So it was uh, – it's a credit to to Dickie and and uh, and Joey as well, and stepping in, Joey Anderson stepping in the lineup and, and giving us great minutes. And um, you know, it's nice to see us get rewarded that way. And a uh, heck of an overtime goal. Obviously, the dramatics were were awesome at the end.
1: Yeah, I, I know Jason Dickinson isn't the flashiest guy. Maybe he was today, but uh, he seems like a guy that will take on any role, any responsibility. How nice is it to see a guy like him get? rewarded for his efforts today yeah i mean he's just an ultimate teammate and i think that's probably the best compliment you can give him is uh you know the way he he
2: shows up every day and does his job and whatever's asked you know and uh, never complains and it's nice to see a guy like him get rewarded and and you know he he's a, a big part of what we're trying to do here and uh i'm thrilled for him and you know he's a huge part of, of why we had success tonight
3: in early in the game, Toronto was getting a lot of opportunities in the slot area. They were kind of controlling, dictating the pace of the game. How were you guys able to turn things around and protect that area a lot better throughout
2: the rest of the game? Well, you saw it. I mean, how we manage pucks, right? It- it's amazing, just those little wall battles, and, and they attack right away off those, and they're probably one of the best teams in the league to do it, um, so and once we understood how important that part of the game was and, and got to our game where we were in their end a little bit more, now they don't have the energy to play like that, right, so it, it's a lot of those things that, that we're still trying to focus on and hammer down and get those winning habits to come along, but I'm proud of our guys, and you know who I'm most thrilled for is Sodi tonight, Soderblom. I mean, it's been a grind, and he's had some great games where we haven't played well in front of him, so I'm thrilled that he got the big dub tonight.
1: It almost seemed like kind of a back and forth with you guys in the goaltender, because he bailed you guys out a few times in the beginning, and then defense kind of shored up, so h- how important is that give and take for this team right oh, now?
2: It's huge, it's huge. I mean, it's, I, it's just, there's, there's a right way and a wrong way to play, and when you're playing that, that style, and you're protecting you in front of your net, and you're allowing your goalie to feel good about the saves he's making, and then, you know, rewarding him on the the other end and that's winning hockey and you know I, th- I hope the guys understand i mean we have a long big hole to, to dig ourselves out of here but it's a great step in the right direction and we got to come back to work tomorrow and get ready for a big one again on sunday
3: how fun was it to see the emotion in this game a lot of games that uh, you guys have lost this year you haven't seen the emotion in this game and it was ramped up here in the third period everybody was engaged everybody was involved and that's got to be a lot of fun for a player like you.
2: Yeah, I love those kind of games. I mean, it's the Leafs, right? It's an original six matchup. And, you know, what I was really impressed with was uh, Boris Kachuk. He, he was running around and understood his role, especially tonight, and, and the physicality that he needed to have. And, um, you know, Jonesy you know, lining up with Reeves. And, uh, you know, and you just, you, you got to, they go after one of our better players. You got to kind of, you know, mess up a little bit with them. They're the guys, too, as well, right? Just to show them that you're not going to do that to our team. So it's building those. Those, the culture that we talk about here and how important that is for every guy to feel like he's, his back is had in, in these games. So I was really proud of every guy. Every guy jumped in and helped each other, and it's amazing yeah. what that does to the energy for the bench.
1: I know it hasn't been the easiest week. How... Important is it to win the game today, like you did today? I mean, it was physical, it was tough. Like you said, everybody pitched in. If you guys don't get rewarded with a win for a game like that, it could it could dampen your spirits. So how important was it for you guys to pull out the two points today? It's huge. Uh,
2: it's you know you're absolutely right. It can be disheartening, and especially with a young group and a fragile group when you haven't won as much. Um, th- these wins matter uh, a lot, and and how we do it, and and hopefully it teaches them how the right the right way to win, and, and how we did it as a group, and. And it reminds them any time now in the future where we get in these little games and these situations that, you know, they have to fall back on that. So it's, it's a great step in the right direction. Like I said, it's just a step, though. We're not, we haven't achieved anything. It's one win against a good team, and we've got to follow that up again. We haven't, had, we haven't put two together. So the focus now is enjoy this and then get back to work tomorrow and know we've got a long ways to go and, and getting better and getting ourselves out of this. And I think if we have that drive, then that, the emotion, the energy, and all that comes with it. I, I know that you guys go
3: over video, and you guys will probably do that tomorrow uh, before the game against the Blues on Sunday afternoon. But in my opinion, when you when you look at this, and you're talking about building the, the culture the right way, learning how to play the, the right style, I think it's going to be pretty easy to pick some of the things out in this game that were successful how the game was turned around in the video sessions you always want to look at some of your mistakes and how you can correct them but to play the right way I think in this game especially you can really go to the video and get the coaching experience uh, you know in through the locker room saying this is how we can we need to play and back that up with the video um, going into that game on Sunday.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, these are the ones that, that, you know, make it a little bit easier on you to show, right? When you actually get the result and, uh you're absolutely right that's that's something that this group needs to understand right it's 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 obviously continuing to build on and fix some of the mistakes but also see the good stuff that we do and and and, and make sure that guys realize how how important that is the success of our team and our team game and um you know we, we have, we're lucky that the coaches understand that and uh and you know we're going to get back to work here and see some video and i'm sure uh, fix some of the things and, and you know make sure that our energy is there that's what i thought I, I thought our energy was up tonight and uh we handled that really
1: well with a packed house and it's nice to send them home happy. Well, best of luck continuing that energy, and Nick, congratulations on the win. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving
2: uh, weekend, everybody. <laughs> Thank right. you.
1: Likewise. That is Nick Foligno as the Blackhawks take down the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime, four to three here from the UC. Troy, as I mentioned, this was a fun one. This was just uh, it seemed like the perfect way for this team to get two points not only to end the losing skip but just to fight back in this one because once they were down 3-1 you could you could sense the game starting to trend in the direction we've seen a lot of these games in the past this year where the Hawks just seemed a little bit overmatched but they didn't let that get to the best of them they they pulled the good things from that first period from that second period really turned on the gas in the third and this was I feel like Nick said a a good team-friendly victory today
3: yeah and and I think it started halfway during the second period and and again, i got to go back to the shift where Dickinson scored a yeah. second goal, um, and that was at the twelve twenty seven mark of the second period but that that whole shift was what the game was all about, and it 's what Nick was referring to as far as how they want to play how they want to develop. Uh, the the identity of this team and real easy to show that, uh, you know, listen, let's do it the right way. Let's go forecheck. Let's get pucks in deep. Let's make it miserable on the opposition's defensemen. And you looked at Toronto, and I don't think there was frustration in Toronto's game because they're a good hockey team, but all of a sudden they knew that they were in a game. This was not going to be an easy game for them to finish off, and you got to give credit to the Blackhawks. The way they battled, the example set by that line of Dickinson, Joey Anderson, and Nick Felino, and everybody else kind of joined in there. Now everybody's involved. Everybody's engaged mentally, physically, and that's what I, I really was impressed by. And if you're a fan coming into this game And you walk away, you're going, man, I want to come back and see more of that.
1: Yeah, and and I think the other thing is, Troy, with, as I mentioned earlier, the adversity that this team is facing right now, they're, they're missing a lot of guys, and Taylor Hall is not coming back for ideally the rest of the year, or likely the rest of the year, I should say. This team today showed that they can still produce good, consistent, solid hockey without some of those pieces. It just kind of takes everybody, but it is still possible.
3: It, it, Joe, it, it, you're absolutely right, it, but it's how you play the game, and, and it's important for Connor Bedard to look at this. It's it's important for Lucas Reichel, young players, to see and, and, and look at the example set by guys who have been around the NHL for a long time. They know how to play it. They know what they need to do. No fancy plays at the blue line there. If you've got an opportunity and the defense have backed off, yes, if you're coming through the speed and with neutral zone, yes, you can you can take those opportunities. You don't want to dump the puck in if you don't have to. But in those situations where you, you have to make a better decision because right away it turns the tables and now all of a sudden you're defending it. It could result in a goal. It could result in, in a, a time in, in your own end of the ice where you get tired, you get worn down, and then you give energy to the other team. You, you build momentum for the opposition side. So the little things that they did in this game in the second half were really impressive. They played the game the right way and they got results. And that's the best thing is as you, you mentioned it, getting the results in this game because of the work that they put into battle back and to
1: finish it off. Let's also not shy away from the physicality we saw today. It was loved it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, old, old Norris division matchup, it felt like, huh?
3: Yeah, you know, and that, that's, you know, when you start playing the game the right way, when you start playing with physicality, when you get in on the four check, when you're battling in front of the net, it, you know, what, everybody's going to get involved. And, and that was the important part of this game that everybody got engaged, everybody was involved. He talked about, you know, backing up uh, Seth Jones there and everybody jumping in. Boris Kachuko, I thought, you know, again, played another strong game. And, and he's got to keep doing that. There, there's options for the coaching staff to make some decisions. I thought Cole Gutman came and played a, a high-energy game, and he was effective in this game. And so I, I really like the way that this game kind of it, it, it developed its own identity. And it's a lot of things that we haven't seen at home here when the Blackhawks have only won one game coming into this one. This is the type of energy you want to see. And if you play on the ice like that, the energy in this building is going to be infectious, and you're going to see the results like, you did here this afternoon incredible yeah. feeling for everybody and a, and a great feel for everybody to head home and, and enjoy this victory
1: and how about that everyone could head home and maybe maybe it's still a little daylight out there i don't know i'm tucked away in the basement i i, I don't have any signs of yeah we got
3: a, here, we got a little bit 4402 we got a little bit of daylight left
1: a few slivers for the ride home so that's <laughs> everyone likes matinee hockey even that's part of the reason why all right, Troy, fun game, fun broadcast, and uh, hey, let's let's see if the Hawks can pull this out again. Like Nick Foligno said, it's fun to do it once, but you've got to do it two times in a row, and the Hawks are still looking to do that this year.
3: Yeah, and we look forward to the game on, on Sunday against the St. Louis Blues. Best day ever coming up here, and I, I was uh, wrong in, in saying that we were playing uh, Seattle first, but that's Tuesday after the St. Louis game, so I apologize to my partner, John Weideman, uh, for correcting him in the wrong way, but... Uh, even I make a mistake every now and then. <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: I, we might have to go and check the tape. I, I don't know. No, it's uh, it's going to be the best day ever. That's probably why you were just you're you just think the best day ever is every Hawks game, but this one's actually coined the best day ever coming up on Sunday.
3: Yeah, got a few of those this year, and
1: it's exciting.
3: And uh, you know, another afternoon game, and you'll be able to. Drive home with a little bit of sunlight.
1: Yeah, yeah speak for yourself. I'm, Might
3: I'm be a little to... snow though on, on, on Sunday. It, oh it, boy, it, it already looks huh? like, so well it's what is it? It's almost December.
1: It's <laughs> true, yeah. Well we've we've been having a pretty good fall, I guess I've been getting yeah, way too optimistic. You, you,
3: you can't complain. Can't complain at all.
1: No. All right, Troy, we'll let you get out of here, drive home in the sunlight, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday. We'll see you on Tuesday as well, but we'll see you on Sunday first.
3: Okay,
1: good job, Joe. Thanks. Bud. Right. Likewise, Troy. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman on the call today as the Hawks take down the Toronto Maple Leafs, four to three in overtime. Hawks have been to overtime twice this year. They've picked up wins both times: once on the road to Vegas, and once at home here against Toronto. The other thing is, last thirteen matchups between the Hawks—excuse uh, me, the last yeah thirteen matchups between the Hawks and the Maple Leafs here at the United Center. Hawks are now 10-0-3, so a nice little stretch against Toronto in their last 13 head-to-head matchups. we got a lot to get to, a whole bunch of positives to pull from, but we are a little bit tight on time. We're going to hear from Luke Richardson, hear from the Blackhawks dressing room, and hear from you, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text. A fun one today is the Hawks beat the Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN.
0: Flings the puck down the boards behind the leaf net Rolls around to the aforementioned Dickinson Dickinson now from the slot will fire He scores! Hat trick for Jason Dickinson The first of his career They got a loose puck That bounced off the stick of Felino And backing into the slot Dickinson let a wrist shot rip Over the shoulder of the goaltender Samsonoff We're tied at three and hats are raining down On United Center Ice
1: our own John Wideman on the call is Jason Dickinson collects his first career NHL hat trick Troy gave Jason Dickinson the player of the game, but we're just going to have to give him the player with the most heart as well, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. This is the Blackhawks post-game show. Hawks take down the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime. They end their five-game losing skid. They sweep the season series against the Maple Leafs. They improve to 6-12-0 on the season. Toronto moves to 10-5-3 as they suffer the overtime loss. Not only was it a game-winning goal, that goal by Kevin Korczynski, which, wild as it was, we'll get into that in a moment, uh, that ended a stretch of 14 periods where the Blackhawks did not have a lead. It had been five games, as I said, since they picked up a win, but they had oftentimes not gotten off to a great start To begin contests. We understand what happened in Columbus. That's in the past. Um, But even if the Hawks played a decent 20 minutes, they still had trouble getting the first goal of the game. And it was one of the keys to the game that Troy Murray had mentioned before today's contest to not be chasing the game. They did chase today's game, but luckily they had enough fight in them to turn this one around. Jason Dickinson, a huge piece in this game. Obviously, you're going to be when you get a hat trick, but. He's now collected four goals in his last two games. He's been on a little bit of a heater. And I think the biggest thing is, like Troy had mentioned, it's the line he's been working with. It's been the other hard-working pieces. Today it was Nick Foligno and Joey Anderson, who you knew you were going to get a motor from as he came up from Rockford. But getting back to the style of play that this team was really good at last season, with a lot of hard-working guys that all understood that they kind of had the same job of getting the other team to... Turn over the puck to play defense as much as possible to just keep pushing pucks down into the opponent's zone. The makeup of this roster this year is a little bit more offensively talented. That being said, there's a lot more younger players. There's a lot more guys figuring out their presence in the NHL. So that whole hardworking, grinding effort is a little bit more difficult to get to on a consistent basis as it was last year because of all the different pieces this season. But today you saw an example of what this team can do when they play that style of game. I asked off the air to Troy Murray about the top line with Connor Bedard, Philip Kurashev, and Lucas Reichel. Obviously those are three, I mean they got to be, the three most offensively skilled players on the roster right now. So by putting them all on the same line, does that help isolate all that talent on one line, and then that way the other three lines can get to their hardworking mentality of just going uh, through the traditional motions and, and just playing a well-structured hockey game in order to drain the opponent until they cough up a mistake that you can capitalize. And Troy basically said it's it's tough to still get to that point because those three guys up at the top, Kurashev, Bedard, Reichel, are still figuring themselves out with each other. They're still trying to generate that chemistry. And the other thing is not every one of those guys is going to go into the corner, dig out the puck every single time. Those are guys who have the puck a lot, who are always searching for the pass that's going to lead directly to a goal. When you have that and those three on that one line, sometimes you miss out on the gritty effort that some of those other guys provide. It's possible. It can get there. It's just not quite there yet. So it was good to see this style of hockey get this team rewarded with a 4-3 overtime win, Great environment at the United Center. If you're driving back, again, we'd love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. You can call or you could text. I thought the fan engagement was huge today. Uh, getting on the Hawks win. Uh, they were down by two goals. All of a sudden, there was a Go Leafs Go chant here at the United Center, followed by booze. I mean, I'll say the Hawks fans are, are one of the most, if not the most, engaging in the NHL. They were totally in this one. They understand where the Hawks deserve to be a little bit criticized and when they deserve to be celebrated and that definitely came for celebration in the third period and in overtime uh really quickly to kind of put a bow on jason dickinson we talked to him on blackhawks live a few weeks ago and i really enjoyed the conversation with him he's a new dad he's he's really finding a different stride this year with the hawks as uh he was one of the guys that told me how different the locker room has been Without Taves and Kane, how it's he he feels more comfortable along with other players with speaking up and um, kind of providing leadership when typically that was the role of Taves and Kane with everything that they had accomplished. It's gotten that way so much that Jason Dickinson is already kind of contemplated after his playing career about possibly going down the coaching role. It's not that distinct. It's not that hard-cut decided um, or anything, but he has opened up that idea in his head. Now, being said, he's a new dad. He's also focusing a lot on how much time he can spend with his family, his new daughter, when he's not playing hockey. So it's kind of tough for him to just jump to that conclusion already. But it's opened up a new way that he thinks about the game and how he thinks about himself. So he's really growing in this new role. And I think it was really cool after he scored the hat trick, obviously a big celebration in front of the net. Uh, Saw a lot of emotion just just falling out of him there. And then as the hats came falling down, I saw Jason Dickinson. After after the hats had been coming down for, I don't know, maybe a minute or so, he just picked up one hat, kind of looked at it, kind of rubbed it, and then just dropped it back down to the ice. Because, you know, how cool is it to really soak in that moment right then and there and understand the situation, what you just accomplished, and and just to really soak it in because who knows – How many more hat tricks Jason Dickinson's going to score in his life? And He definitely uh, just absorbed that entire moment. It was a really cool thing to see. The overtime game-winning goal, uh, which started on a shot attempt from Connor Bedard, who was just lethal in overtime today. He he wanted that overtime goal very, very badly. Um, I'm not entirely sure if Samsonov got a piece of that shot or if Bedard just missed high and wide, but it kicked off the back window. Popped up, hit the top of the net, bounced down to the ice. I thought it bounced off of Samsonov's back and into the back of the net, but it did lay out there in front for Kevin Korchinski, who was just right on the right spot at the right time in front of the net. And um, you know, we saw that goal to win the game. We also saw Jason Dickinson's second goal of the night or of the day in that fashion: right spot, right time, and just continuing that aggressive effort to not give up on pucks loose in front of the net. Uh, It looks like we just missed a call, but again, if you'd like to try again, 312-981-7200, you can call or you could text from the 815 area code. Just want to say thanks for winning on my birthday, Blackhawks. Living out of state, it makes me feel right at home to listen to the atmosphere in the United Center on WGN. Thanks for all that you do. Very cool. Uh, Also from the uh, different 815 area code, new nickname for Boris Kachuk. Boris the Animal, loved his effort this game. Mark from Peru, Illinois. Very cool. Yes, I agree. Uh, Boris Kachuk with another solid game. I know Troy's been impressed with his game the past couple of contests. And another guy that tends to be fighting for for playing time and took full advantage of it these last couple of days by using that hard-nosed effort, just by getting involved and, and being physical. Saw him and Max Domi, former Hawk, kind of roughing it up. Um, I, I I like that point that Troy brings up, too, that you see that aggression come out from this team when they're a little bit more evenly matched with the other team. Because how easy is it to just become lethargic when you're down by two goals or down by a couple of goals? Um, but here, the Hawks were able to stay tough, stay even with Toronto towards the end and, and pull out the win. So it was good to see... Um, that type of aggression come out. Uh, let's go to the phone lines again. If you'd like to join us, 312 981 7200. Leo is in Chicago and he would like to chime in about today's game. Go ahead, Leo.
2: What's up? I just wanted to talk today and I just thought the fans were super fired up. The boys were buzzing and we see it keep this same energy going throughout. This is the first time I've seen this team get this physical and score goals with true enthusiasm and getting hyped and getting around with the team. Um, I just think we need to keep this energy going, and this is the type of stuff we need if we want to win.
1: I hear you. Leo, were you at the game today?
2: Hell yeah, I was at the game. I was buzzing in the nosebleeds with my family.
1: All right. Well, drive safely. Thanks for chiming in.
0: 100% thank you.
1: That is Leo from Chicago. And, yeah, I think he's got a point about how the goals were scored today. Again, that second goal by Jason Dickinson just being right up there in front of Samsonov, right there in the thick of things, and just trying to sweep it in. At the beginning of the game, how many chances did the Toronto Maple Leafs have where they were just pounding chance after chance on Arvid Soderblom? And this wasn't even a case where, you know, we've been critical of Soderblom's game of coughing up too many rebounds or just not having good enough rebound control. This was just relentless effort by Toronto, uh, outmanning guys down low and putting a ton of pressure on Arvid Soderblom. But as I was chatting with Nick Felino about, there was a little bit of give and take. Bloom was bailing out the Hawks a few times, then the defense turned some things up. So it was good to see both sides uh, contributing in that regard, and a big reason why the Hawks were able to pick up the win today. Let's go back to the phone lines, and then we got to get to a break. Uh, I believe this is Christo. Uh, this is Chris in Chicago. Nice to see others contributing, says Chris. Why do you say that, Chris?
2: Yeah, we were talking before the game about you know somebody other than Bedard has to has to contribute, and you know he's got the ten goals, and he's you know you see a lot of him. He's stealing pucks and making his own chances, and getting Dickinson, you know, three tonight was you know was awesome to get something outside of what Bedard's given. You know, my my thought is you know does anybody see anything that's you know what's wrong with like somebody like Lucas Reichel who's a high pick, and you know I had high hopes for him to. Take a step up this year and and be a guy where it's like wow he's going to be somebody here who's here in the next five years and that's you know uh, you know something when I watch this team is who outside of Bedard is going to be here in in five years and where's the other contribution coming from?
1: All right, well thank you, Chris. Uh, again, if you'd like to join us, three one two ninety one seventy two hundred. Yeah, I, I understand the Reichel concern. Um, I, you know what? I'll get to that after this break. We got to get to another break as we. Uh, We're going to wrap up the post-game show at 4.30. Hawks beat the Leafs 4-3 in overtime. This is the Blackhawks post-game show, 720 WGN.
0: Moving around to the left-wing corner, then through the high slot. He's got a shot. He fires and a stick save made by Samsonov. His puck tumbles off the inboards in front of the net score! It's Kevin Korczynski right there on the doorstep to bat it in behind Samsonov. Overtime win for the Hawks as they come from behind the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 and in the process the Blackhawks sweep the season series from the Leafs. What a win here on Black Friday at the United Center.
1: Second goal of the season for Kevin Korchinski, second overtime winner for the Hawks, and they end their five-game losing skid with a big win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks Post Game Show. We're taking you up to 4.30 really quick from the 773 area code. Great game today, great effort and play, Hard working and great goaltending. Jason Dickinson had a hat trick today. He's got four goals in his last two games. Let's hear from the guy who had his first career, Hattie. I felt like the energy
4: was there, the emotions were in it, and, uh, you know, everybody was having fun out there. How does it flip, like, a switch like that late in the second pier all of a sudden, like, you guys had life? Um, I think it comes down to getting physical and getting engaged and, and being invested emotionally. Um, obviously, it, that's what the result was, but to get the emotion, you have to turn it on inside first, and then it translates to the ice. Did anyone say anything to, to kind of rev things up? It's obviously been a tough couple weeks, and turning around that. I don't, I that don't think it came down to words. I think it came down to uh, just just looking at ourselves and saying we're in this. Like, let's go out and do it, and, and just put our uh, heart on our sleeve and, and show what we got. First career hat trick. How did that feel? Yeah, it felt pretty amazing. I mean, uh, the puck laid up nicely in the slot to, to finish it off, and, and lucky enough, it went in. How, how much, much did this group need this? Just
2: to get some positive feeling in here
4: yeah absolutely i've said emotion a couple times now and i think that um, there's been a lot of emotions going around with uh, a lot going on and uh, a positive win at home hard fought doing the right things details all of that leads into a really good feeling in this locker room to head forward was there a point when you kind of realized you were feeling it today or um no, honestly, it was, it, it was status quo for me. I just played my game. I just did what I did, and um, I, I think I shot more pucks tonight than I normally do, um, and they just happened to be a little bit more accurate than usual. I
2: think you only had four
3: shots, so that's a good Is ratio. Is that
4: it? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a pretty good ratio.
0: How do you think Joey fit on your line today? You guys looked like you were working pretty well.
4: Yeah, I loved it. He came in and he brought energy. He four-checked hard, I mean... Um, we talked before the game and we said our, our line's pretty simple. It's going to be put pucks in, get to work, and, and we'll create from there. And he, uh, he brings that to the table in, in spades, so he fit right in. To get Arvid a win, is that nice for him? I know he's been, he hasn't had one in a while. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I saw the stat sheet before. It said I think he's one in 6 and I, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I mean, obviously our record is what it is, but... Uh, you know, I thought we should be playing a lot better for him because he's given us everything and he's, he's stood on his head a lot of nights and we haven't been able to come up with something for him, so it's nice to get that tonight.
2: Jason, a no weird geographic thing. I
4: think it's you and Whistle and Radish are all from like the area between the GTA and Guelph. We were all born in the same hometown, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And then you, you played junior hockey at Guelph. I played in Guelph, yep. So the Leafs were your team growing up? Uh, they were the local team. It <laughs> wasn't my team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have a, another hat trick before your pro career?
4: I mean, can you go back? Uh, I had one in junior in Guelph. Um, it was against the Steelheads. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you what game, but I remember it was against the Steelheads in Mississauga. It was a matinee game as well.
0: <laughs> so you that hat
4: just kind of came to you? Yeah, I thought that one looked cool, so I thought I'd take an extra <laughs> look at it. <laughs> I didn't promise that, but matinee <laughs> seemed to be my day. Four straight periods with a goal. you got to keep that. That's a streak.
1: That's, that's a tough streak to keep going, but uh, I'll keep shooting and maybe. Maybe. Yeah, apparently that hat that Jason Dickinson was handling, he, he caught in midair. So even a, a cooler moment. Hawks beat the Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime. We'll wrap this one up next. Blackhawks postgame show, seven twenty WGN.
0: Send it over to William Loggison, He'll send it through center ice into the Hawks zone. Bounces off of Campstick Stick, and the Hawks are back the other way again. Polino to center ice on the right wing. Slides the puck down in behind the leaf net, Joey Anderson there, put up beside the net, and a point-flip shot by Dickinson, he scores! His second goal of the afternoon, Jason Dickinson working hard. Snaps a little toe-drag and a shot in behind Samsonov from about four feet away. That's three goals in his last two games. He's got the hot stick, and it's 3-2 Toronto.
1: And it ended up being four goals in his last two games. Jason Dickinson, a hat trick, clocks with a 4-3 overtime winner against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Our next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. It's going to be the best day ever here at the United Center. Hawks hosting the St. Louis Blues at 1 o'clock pregame show here on 720 at 12.30 p.m.